This is In the Know for Thursday, November 18, the 322nd day of 2021. There are 43 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station 1039. The Moose live online at K105.com via the app on Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will also count, uh, continue the countdown to Thanksgiving. Now, a week from today, and Josh Horton from the Grayson County Health Department will also be here. We've got uh, testing day, community testing day going on, and the latest COVID-19 news. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good, but literally my hair on fire today. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't look it doesn't look literally on fire. Well, it, should it, we call the fire department? Well, or? it has felt like it. Okay, so so, so it, it's more of yeah. a more of a proverbial, not so yeah. much a literal. Got it. Uh, if I ask you your favorite Thanksgiving food, you're going to say mashed potatoes. Yeah. Um, would you be surprised to know that mashed potatoes comes in? It clocks in at number two on the favorite Thanksgiving foods, right behind turkey. It goes turkey, then mashed potatoes, then stuffing, dressing, rolls, ham, scalloped potatoes, sweet potatoes, and then gravy. So for me, I would invert turkey with mashed potatoes, and then the rest, yeah, yeah. in pretty much in that order. Yeah, they all sound pretty good, except for you know want to know you want to know what the least favorite Thanksgiving food is. Sure. Anything made with tofu, oh, especially yeah. tofurkey. Yuck. That, that doesn't count as a real Thanksgiving food. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. I get to get back on the hardwood tomorrow night. You do? Oh, yeah. 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 Meet the Cougar night tomorrow night. Yeah, you got to be excited. I'm excited. Do you know why? I I don't know. Today is Egg McMuffin Day. Oh. Today. I mean, pretty much every day is Egg McMuffin Day for me, but uh, the Egg McMuffin is 50 years old as of today. So you're older than the Egg McMuffin. I am. By just months, (laughs) I'm older than the Egg McMuffin, and you've got uh, breakfast hours or another hour if you're with us live, and so you can get one for the next little while for 63 cents. So how many did you get this morning? I uh, Two. One for me, one for her. Really good. But uh, so so, uh, life hack. One of the things that McDonald's is doing that um, intrigued me to the point of taking action was modifying the traditional Egg McMuffin and turning it into a BET. So swapping the bake, sw- swapping the ham out for bacon and then adding tomato, and that's what we did this morning. Well, and, I know that you don't care ugh, for tomato, no, but I'm telling you, no. good stuff. It, it, it was a nice, it was that a nice addition. <laughs> it smelled horrendous. completely different though when they when they handed me the bag and it smelled like bacon instead of ham. I was like, well, that's a different, that's a different sensation. But uh, yeah, you can. It, it's an upcharge to add tomato and to swap the bacon, but you can do some modifications. I wouldn't and, have them pay me to put it on there. I, I was going <laughs> to say I'll have uh, six dollars and thirty cents worth of egg McMuffins, please, but it's a limit of one per. 
per person. Actually, technically, it's a limit of one per hour. I found the hack. You can do it every hour if you want to in the app. It's so only just sit in the there app. in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Wait an hour. Go just get yourself another eat one. Really slow. Unfortunately, you only have about one more hour well. because it's during breakfast hours only. But uh, happy birthday, Egg McMuffin! So it happy is for really you. good. I think it ends at ten thirty. So maybe if you get there quick enough, you can you can you can hit two at least. Yeah, you? you better get there in the next few minutes and then uh, <laughs> drive around for a while. But that's uh, yeah. I read uh, in the fine print that uh, it was one per visit, and how they d- define per visit per hour. But if you want to come back every hour, then maybe that's uh, that's on you. So good morning to all our friends at McDonald's today. And thank you to the Egg McMuffin for being so delicious. Just uh, it's, It was really good. It, here, here's why I eat Egg McMuffin. It feels calorie responsible for me. It's 300 calories. It's easy. You eat it. You've had breakfast. And you just move on. No decision making. You don't have to worry about anything else. It just makes it. Easy. And I need easy on a messy morning like today, but sunshine is back later today. We will start to see clouds move from off from the north to the south. So our clearing and uh, rain will move to the south and get out of uh, our hair, those of us who have it. Gusts around 20 to 30 miles per hour expected today. Steady rain should exit by middle of the morning. And then highs in the 50s return the forecast this weekend before we see yet another cold front pass through the region. We'll see morning rain decreasing clouds this afternoon, 80% chance of rain, a high of 48 today. 30 is the overnight low tonight under clear skies, mostly sunny. 47 for tomorrow. What is up with Monday? Yeah, Monday going to drop below freezing. Uh, The high on Monday only 39, so 7 degrees above freezing. And then the overnight low of 25 But that is a byproduct of this nasty monster storm that is expected to impact uh, places like Chicago and New York throughout the Thanksgiving holiday. With Thanksgiving just a week away, holiday travel is going to start as early as tomorrow for some people. But a significant storm has the potential to disrupt travel plans from the Midwest to the Northeast during one of the busiest times of the year to travel. We're talking about disruptions at major airline hubs like Chicago and New York at the beginning of the week. We're luckily just far enough south of that. A lot of our meteorologists regionally, especially the ones who are stationed in Louisville, where the circle of their coverage goes into southern Indiana, they have to kind of look at a wider scope. And sometimes they get alarmist about things that don't exactly impact us here between the lakes. But the further into southern Indiana you get, the more frigid the temperatures will be, mm-hmm. and you might have a what miserable about, week uh, next know, week. Southern Ohio, northern Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, same. Might, you know, uh, same. I've not seen the forecast exactly for the I, hump, the Kentucky hump. I, but uh, I know I was reading something from one of those Louisville meteorologists this morning and said that the models still aren't clear. And I think he said yeah. one comes out today or something that they should know more. Yeah, it brings it into, you know, when they do 10-day forecasts, it's like, okay, yeah, get back to me when you're 72 hours out and then uh-huh. we'll talk. So they're continuing to monitor it. By the way, I'd never heard it called the Kentucky Hump before, but I kind of I, I kind of like it. I mean, well, wouldn't you know what I <laughs> when I said the Kentucky Hump, wouldn't you know what I was talking about? Because Breckenridge County is also northern Kentucky. Yeah. It's the northern bordering state. So is Henderson County. There's three counties in northern Kentucky. So when you say northern (laughs) Kentucky, well, that's anything that's on the northern border. So why don't we just call the region the hump, the Kentucky hump? So is Ballard County northern Kentucky, too? It can be. I mean, it's, it's it's on the northern boundary. 
Uh, the it? southern it edge. Is, yeah, yeah so. so I mean, that's why I'm saying I'd, 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 I'd. I don't know. We we might have to uh, might have to go to fisticuffs over the this. regional the regional uh, tourism song could be the Humpty Hump. Listen, that's all I've been doing over here is singing that song in my head. (laughs) It has been odd to see the last couple of days, two trials that have the nation's attention. Of course, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, we've got the uh, Rittenhouse trial, and the the lawyers for Rittenhouse are asking the judge to declare a mistrial over a video saying that the prosecution gave the jury inferior video that kind of is responsible for them uh, making a decision on uh, guilt or innocence. I also am hearing enough, uh, I guess, people talk that say that this trial has been bungled enough by the prosecution and by the judge that maybe no matter what happens, um, you're going to see it overturned and probably have to go through this process again. And then off to the south, you've got the uh, uh, Ahmad Arbery uh, trial, or at least the trial of the people responsible in the death of Amon Arbery down in Georgia. It's in a coastal portion of, of Georgia. And this is, um, there's a, I don't know if I would call it nuance because a, n- nuance is more oftentimes less, less stated, but there are lots of details and a very sophisticated timeline involved in these three men who were involved and are on trial in the death. Now, and it's complicated to me because you see video of Ahmad Arbery on a construction site going through a home that isn't his. Who, who hasn't done that? Uh, I don't. I don't know that. Oh I've, gosh, I've I, done that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Done that, that, that countless times. I know that people do. I I wouldn't recommend it because there are people like me who will be determined to keep you from doing it. Um, <laughs> maybe like the Home Alone model. The uh, but he didn't take anything. You know, uh, so there's not any video of him doing anything. He was out for a run or a walk, and so th- that that idea goes well. If he was somewhere that he wasn't supposed to be, well, then was he in the wrong? Well, he might have been on the wrong on that, but that doesn't mean he that doesn't mean he has to surrender his life as a result of it. And so this timeline that goes, there are things we do see on camera, there are things we don't see on camera. Then we're trying to take the defendant's words for it, like he had my gun and he struck me. Well, in a case where you've got video of certain things, but then you don't have video of everything that you'd like to have, it gets burdensome to try and figure out, well, where do I place the value on the evidence, the, the things I can see or the things I'm being told? And that's why it's it, – and to also have three defendants, you know, it's just – I don't – it's uh, – so that's going on today in – It's another example of why I'm not a lawyer. New Brunswick? Yeah. Yeah, it's – it's not. Yeah, it's a mess. Uh, adults in Kentucky now are eligible. All adults in Kentucky are now eligible for a COVID-19 booster shot thanks to executive order uh, issued by Governor Andy Bashir yesterday. The governor signed the executive order that allows those 18 years old and older to get a booster shot six months after their second dose of the Moderna or Pfizer vaccines or two months after a single dose Johnson & Johnson uh, he says you need to get vaccinated, and you also need to get this booster if you've been vaccinated. And now it should be easier, uh, perhaps, than it than it was. The fact that I know both of you had uh, Johnson and Johnson. The fact that they're saying two months after Johnson and Johnson might give you some indication of where the um, 
where the immunity is clocking in at on where they think that starts to wane or decrease. So for those of you who have Johnson & Johnson, clearly you saw the value in getting vaccinated. And now with this in mind and this data, you probably should closely scrutinize getting a booster of Oh yeah, I'm just absolutely. I'm just trying to right now find the time of knowing that the last time I got it, I kind of felt cruddy the next day. Mm, yep. Trying to find like, okay, what, what day of the week do I want to not feel great? Mm-hmm. So, That's kind of what I'm uh, looking into now. It was a week now. ago yesterday that I just got proactive and felt like it was coming, and now I think there's going to be a little bit. Maybe the schedule will get a little bit busy because people that have been given the green light to do it, mm-hmm. appointments might be a little bit harder to get. Maybe not. I don't. I don't know. But I I went through the same calculus that you did, Sam. Okay, what day am I willing to feel mm-hmm. bad? What day is my <laughs> light day? I've got to do this on this day. And what if I have some side effects and some symptoms? For me, I had. Zero side effects, zero symptoms. You did really well. But you really didn't I have just, anything the first time, right? No, I did not. Well, and the so first two times. The, yeah, for the, the first doses of the vaccine and then the booster. What, like a little sore arm, right, you said? Yeah, I, and that he went away really after well. a day. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, it didn't and, I mean, even. I had a rough 24 hours. It hurt but... more taking the Band-Aid off of my arm than it did uh, actually carrying around the the sore arm. So uh, anyway, that's you know information for you to make your own decisions with on what you think is best in your case. Change at Grayson County High School is in the works. Superintendent Josh Baldwin is transitioning to the role of Director of Pupil Personnel. He's in his fourth year as principal, and he'll complete the current trimester before he moves over to replace Sonny Prunty, who has been the Director of Pupil Personnel. And in the interim, after that happens, I think on January the 1st, Grayson County High School Assistant Principal Lacey Cox has been uh, named interim principal effective January the 1st. I don't know what the process will be on permanency on that role. I don't know what... I don't know if the fact that uh, her husband, Adam, works at the central office, I don't know if that's a contributor, a complicator. I don't know if that has anything to do with um, uh, seeing the transition through or trying to find some some permanency. But Lacey's been in leadership at the high school for a long time, and um, I think she and uh, Josh have both done excellent jobs in their prospective roles. And uh, my um, the former superintendent of... Uh, Grayson County Schools, Barry Anderson, says that Grayson County High School, when in session, is the second largest city in Grayson County, which it is when you put a campus of that number of students. And so they're kind of like the mayor. The, the principal is like the mayor of a small city while oh, school is in like session. Hazard. Yeah, I, so, well, let's, let's hope we get it better than, than, than Hazard. So uh, congratulations to both of them, and hopefully yeah, they go on continuing. Done a lot doing, of work with the both of them over the couple of years. Doing uh, very well deserved. good things. A major drug arrest has been made in Litchfield, according to the Greater Hardin County Narcotics Task Force. They arrested a 28-year-old Cameron Owens of Litchfield. The Grayson County Sheriff's Office served an indictment warrant at the suspect's Commerce Drive residence. They located about 10 grams of methamphetamine in a bag, uh, along with other narcotics and pills, numerous possibly stolen high-dollar items like uh, tools. He was arrested and charged, lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center, $10,000 cash bonds. Uh, The three fire departments responded to a large barn fire in Wax this week. This happened Tuesday night. Wax, Clarkson, and Litchfield uh, FDs responded to the 100 block of Fields Lane. A two-story barn was fully engulfed in flames. Firefighters worked to keep it from spreading to several nearby structures, including a home and another barn containing a horse. 
So no injuries were reported in that blaze. Buckle up, phone down. That will be the messaging that you're going to hear starting this week and throughout the holiday season. The Kentucky Transportation Cabinet's Office of Highway Safety is sending Thanksgiving holiday travelers this year two important life-saving reminders. Buckle up and put the phone down, even with forecasts and of reduced traffic. According to the KOHS, distracted driving results in more than 50,000 crashes in Kentucky each year, more than 15,000 injuries, and about 200 deaths. So they say put down the phone and refrain from distracted driving behaviors such as texting, emailing, and phone chats. As we told you yesterday, you may see less traffic than expected because about 32% of people say that they're going to travel this Thanksgiving season. But that's primarily parkways and interstates. I think the same number uh, amount of travel is going to exist uh, at the localized level because people are, you know, got to go to Mammals or they're going to go across, can- across town or whatever. But I did hear a law enforcement officer on uh, Kentucky Network News, the KNN News yesterday, talking about how it's become more popular and more frequent that people will mount their phones on their dashes and then dial up their favorite television show or movie and put it there on the dash and watch it as they drive. Oh, dear. I... Uh... It's all I can do to like look down at the at the ways to see if I'm going the right place, let alone <laughs> let yeah, alone watching just... I can barely pull up like pull up mama's number. Like right? Yeah. Well see I'm lucky like, you now I got the whole like you just hit the button and say, you know, call call mm-hmm. mom and it'll it'll do it all for me. I don't even have to do anything. Yeah, that uh, that certainly helps. But so this is what we've come to. I mean, and I understand. And you've got a big four-lane road, and you're driving, say, the Western Kentucky Parkway start to finish. You may think, oh, I can put this up there, and I can watch Home Alone, or I can do whatever. Well, no. And a, both of our cars have the um, the lane thing to where it can pretty much drive itself. It it uh, it certainly will remind you if you're getting out of your Oh, lane. yes. It yeah. says, you know, it, hey, steer. It, it certainly yeah. will, yeah. Uh, I did not get to mention it yesterday because I didn't have a whole lot of details, but former U.S. Representative Larry Hopkins, who served as state lawmaker before representing Central Kentucky in Congress for more than a decade, has died at age 88. Millward Funeral Home in Lexington confirmed the death but did not release further information. He was elected to Kentucky's 6th Congressional District in 1978, served until 1993. He was Republican nominee for governor in 1991, lost to Brereton Jones in that race. Uh, very well liked. and uh, Big so, Kentucky fan, too. Yeah, big Kentucky fan. What's interesting is I had not put these, I had not connected these dots. Uh, I have long served with Shea Hopkins Um on the Kentucky uh, Broadcasters Association Board of Directors. She's the head of KET. And so uh, I know Shay through that. And I knew that Shay was a daughter to uh, former Congressman Hopkins. But I didn't realize Josh Hopkins was her brother. I didn't realize that Josh Hopkins, the actor, yes, yeah, was a son and a sibling to to Shay. So when I saw that this week, I thought interesting. I never, I never really made that connection. He's so. good too. I like him. Yeah, Josh he's uh, he's in. Uh, yeah, and he's, he's a big in, UK fan. In some successful thing. Yeah, he absolutely is. So anyway, uh, sorry to hear the passing of uh, Larry Hopkins, but extremely well liked and extremely popular there in that area. So we got to get to a break. We're going to come back. Uh, Josh Horton from the Grayson County Health Department. He's our public health director. He will join us. We'll talk COVID nineteen and also a testing opportunity ahead of Thanksgiving coming up for you. That's all ahead here on In the Know.
Today is Apple Cider Day. It is also Vichyssoise Day. No thanks. It is what? Vichyssoise. Creamy potato and leek soup. I've never heard of that before. It's a French dish. No thanks. I'm okay with that. I like apple cider, though. Vichyssoise. Yeah. Don't let it turn hard on you, though. You don't want the hard cider. It can get you. And it's uh, Mickey Mouse Day today. Mickey Mouse made his debut in Steamboat Willie this date in 1928. So there you go. We say good morning and welcome back to Josh Horton. He is the public health director at the Grayson County Health Department. Good to see you again. Welcome. Good to be here. Is that your phone? That, <laughs> that was my okay. phone that did the thud. Sorry. You don't need it anyway. I don't uh, need during it anyway. this During this process. So that's okay. Welcome back. Good to see you. Um, Thank you. I ask you if you're out, if you're out boosting people, uh, offering boosters to people. I guess a pivotal change yesterday with the governor's executive order, but you probably saw it on the horizon. Uh, what's the impact of this executive order? Well, first of all, I'm kind of shocked that it came out before Pfizer had their uh, meet or their time with the FDA to approve boosters for anybody 18 and above. But I understand why he's doing it because he's trying to get ahead of a, a possible another surge um, related to the holidays and such. So basically, what this does is it opens up um, the uh, vaccines uh, to. Uh, you know, if you got the Johnson & Johnson two months after, you can get a booster dose if you're 18 or older. That's the only requirement. Um, if you got the mRNA vaccine, so Pfizer or Moderna, it opens that up to you six months after your second dose um, if you're 18 and above. That's the only requirement. And so if you got that Johnson & Johnson vaccine, let's say in March, and they're estimating, if they're saying if you've had it for at least two months, then you know I can kind of do that math and go, so they're saying that if your immunity starts to wane, 60 days beyond that dose that you got, especially if you got Johnson & Johnson, you maybe are more vulnerable than you maybe appreciate. And so I you know, probably want to take action sooner rather than later. Yes? Yeah, your uh, check engine line has been on now for a few months. <laughs> yeah. I so, feel attacked so, over here. Great. No, you're not, not being attacked at all. You're being encouraged, Sam, to, to do something different. I went ahead and, and uh, I went ahead and... I uh, got a booster dose of Pfizer uh, last week, and we were just talking about it in the opening segment. I had no, I had you know, no ill side effects. I, I knew I had got a shot in my arm, so um, my mileage on that was uh, was pretty good. I do want to ask you. I I spent a few minutes earlier this week, Josh, um, during the show, almost scratching my head about the data point that I think came from from your office that says that vaccinations in Grayson County have. Uh, flattened or stalled was think was the was the use of the the term at 51 percent mm-hmm. so i try and when when i met with a fact i usually try and appreciate i try to understand okay why is that a fact why is it 51 percent and so part of me allowed for well did the calculus change when the 5 to 11-year-old demographics got added in, and then that's given us a sudden change in overall vaccination that brings us down to 51%. So I'll ask, has that number reduced to 51% because now children are in the calculus? No. If you, if you actually go to um, the, the state's website, um, kycovid.ky.gov, they have the demographics broken up separately. Um, so... Um, That's not taken into consideration. We've actually been um, stalled at 50, 51% now for weeks. 
um, prior to even, um, you know, the vaccination open up to five to 11 year olds. Um, so it is frustrating. Um, and, and, you know, this is uh, taking into account that first dose. So that's not even necessarily meaning that people's been fully vaccinated. That means 51% of the county have received um, at least one dose of one of the vaccines. So it could be they, they could be fully vaccinated with the J&J. Um, but the majority of the county has had either the Pfizer or the Moderna. Uh, so that's surprising to me. I mean, that what that says to me, it's one out of every two people. And uh, I know for a fact that with this employer mandate that is looming out there on January the 4th, there are some people who have not taken action that have decided, well, I don't want the hassle of will they or won't they or am I going to get my arm twisted? And so people are gradually making the choice to become vaccinated because they think maybe there's a showdown mm-hmm. on the horizon for them. But there's not enough of them to to move the, the meter, to move the needle enough to make a substantial percentage change. So... My, the question that I asked Josh, and, and I'm glad you're here, I'll just pose it to you. And I guess it's more of a rhetorical question, but but I need you to hear it. Okay. The thing that puzzles me the most that we're at 51% is that we have had some very good examples here locally of the loss of young people who had families, vibrant lives, um, just great futures ahead of them that we have lost due to COVID-19, that it seems to me that people who are unvaccinated, when they see us lose those people through the Delta, the, the Delta variant surge, I just can't believe that people are still making the choice not to choose the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I know it's, it's rhetorical, but I'll give you an answer to that. Uh, based on my assessment and what we see on social media and people who talk with me, you know, and this sounds actually, it, it's 100% horrible to say, but I don't know where these thoughts or feelings come from. And this is not to speak to all the unvaccinated people. Everybody has their own opinion and reasoning, perhaps why not getting vaccinated. Um, but I think when people look at the numbers and they say, well, you know, um, almost 5,000 people confirmed have had it, probably way more than that in the county we don't know about. Um, and then 104 have passed away. Well, that number seems really low to me. But... I mean, the way I look at it is I went to a small church, okay? That would mean most of my congregation passed away um, from this virus because w- we were lucky if we ever had 100 and so people in attendance. Okay, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. So I think that we have to get beyond and say, oh, well, it's just 100 people or it's just 104. You have to look at each individual story. You know, we shared testimonials a few weeks ago, um, and this lady shared this story about her, um, her father who passed away, and she made a promise to her father on his deathbed. Um, he, he requested that all his children get vaccinated, and she, uh, she made that promise, and she got vaccinated, and then she was willing to share that with the, with the public. So I think we, as human beings, we just have to remember to look at each story, look at each person, and stop looking at, oh, well, 104 people out of 5,000. To me, that's still a little high even you know, talking about the number, um, but evidently to some people it isn't. And then, again, that's not to factor in those people who have vaccine hesitancy, who are scared, or they have strong beliefs against uh, vaccination. Um, 
I, I understand this is not a walking around number, probably. I mean, who not, I, I, I shouldn't shortchange you. You may have it, but I wouldn't expect you to have this number. I'm curious to know the number of deaths in Grayson County from the time that vaccines were available to all people 18 years of age and older to present day. Because I think you almost have to look at that in two different phases. You know, our number was really, uh, uh, our number was by percentage low during 2020, but it seemed like in 2021, our number has gotten to a level that you wouldn't expect. And that surprises me. Do do you see, do you think that's the case? We had a fairly, fairly low number for 2020 without a vaccine. We have a disproportionate number of deaths in a vaccine world in 2021. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why that is, and I don't have, like you said, the exact numbers, but I will say prior to the vaccine or when the, excuse me, when the vaccine first came out for the longest time, we were around 30 some percent vaccination. Okay. And then the Delta variant hit. And when the Delta variant hit, we may have been in the forties, low forties, and then people started to get a little scared. And so you had a, a, uh, a surge of people interested in the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those numbers are uh, disproportionate. They are You, you kind of have to factor them in, and, and like you said, two, two perspectives. Um, but the reason why we've had so many deaths even after the vaccine has come out, you know, you have to remember that the majority of deaths in this county have been unvaccinated people, um, nearly 100%. So it's it's people who, for whatever reason, have held out. And now that the virus has evolved and gotten more um, contagious um, with each variant, uh, more people are catching it, more more vulnerable people. And unfortunately, there there's negative consequences to that. All right. One thing and I'll, I'll uh, one more thing on that and I'll move on because you're really here to talk about testing and, and Thanksgiving, how to protect us. Is it your sense that we crossed over to a point for people who were hesitant and just for whatever reason have elected not to. And they're far enough into it now that pride is in the way of them then pivoting and saying, I've had this wrong all along, but I don't want to admit I was wrong. So I'm just over here not taking action. Do you sense some of that? Or is that, would that be a natural human response to the consideration? I think one of the things that, you know, when people talk about politics, they talk about people digging their heels, right? And yeah. I think this is, a, in, is an, in, you know, as far as the percentage, um, I'm sure that there is a mid to high percent of people who have held out this long. They've kind of dug in their heels and they're like, no, I'm not going to get it. Yeah. Um, uh, there are still people out there who are afraid. There is still, last time I, you know, I, I talked with you guys here, there's still misinformation. Um, I've had family, you know, before we, we came on this segment, I was talking about one of my family members who, uh, she held out so long, she's just now getting her um, second dose. But it was genuine fear. Um, so, you know, I know that there are still people out there who are fearful. There's all these different reasons. Um, but, again, Mark, the the negative outcome is heartbreaking. And we keep saying at the health department, you know, and I said this again last time um, here while I was here as well, we're not going to tell people not to gather. Um, that's not realistic. We know people are going to do it. So we're telling people to do it safely because nobody wants a Thanksgiving or Christmas um, that ends in tragedy. So that's been our our message um, all through 2021, especially towards the holidays here, and it's going to continue to be. As a footnote, I you know I I understand people are t- they feel like they're either b- being browbeaten or I talk about it too much or that like they're getting a sermon when I talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and 
trust you. Trust me. I I would love to come in here tomorrow and never mention COVID nineteen ever again. Like mm-hmm. there will come a day. I'm sure where, you would too. And yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. And I'm just the, I'm just the mouthpiece, right? I'm just so I can't imagine what it is for our frontline workers. But I just I see things happen. Like I, I observe people and the anguish they go through when they lose someone young, right? Who has their whole life ahead of them with with children and and. We lose them for whatever reason, either because they weren't vaccinated or as a breakthrough case or whatever it was. And it's just this doesn't this just doesn't have to happen. It's just it hurts to see it happen. And so that's why we have to talk about it. Now, I do like what you're here you know, today to make sure people are uh, aware of is an opportunity as we head into these more mass gatherings next week. Testing is going to be an important component to our decision making throughout the holiday season. So you all are being proactive in creating an opportunity through testing. We kind of explain the mechanism of how this works. Mm-hmm. Well, with you know, with the, with the rapid testing, which we use the rapid test, they're not one hundred percent accurate. None of these solutions to COVID is one hundred percent perfect. Are one hundred percent perfect? We have to be honest with the public and tell them that. However, the more tools we give people in their toolbox to to fight this virus, uh, the better. And so why not utilize, utilize those tools together? So even though you're vaccinated or maybe you're not vaccinated, um, we're having free community uh, testing day. And we're gonna actually going to do it uh, one, uh, one day before Thanksgiving. That'll be November the 24th. And there are going to be three different run-throughs. So it's going to be drive-through. Um, and then we're having a free testing day after Thanksgiving. So November 29th. So we're saying, you know, test before you can test after, or you can do both. It doesn't matter. Um, if you you just go to our website, gracehealthcenter.org, you click on the uh, the link to sign up. You have to sign up and have an appointment. That way we can kind of gauge as to how many people are going to utilize the testing. And then you show up and you get your test, and we're going to call you and let you know. So before you go see grandma or whoever, um, you can get tested. And is it a perfect test? No, but it'll give you a better idea. And it's another tool you can use, whether you're vaccinated or not. It's kind of the test is uh, any test you take is better than a test you don't take is mm-hmm. in the same way. If officials were asked, well, which vaccination is the which which vaccine is the best? The one taken, mm-hmm. you know, the, the one taken is better than the one uh, not taken. And b- before you go, I, I know, again, I always like to kind of empathize and understand, I think, some of what the healthcare community is going through. I saw this headline this morning about 100,000 overdose deaths in the United States last year. And what that did was a reminder to me, Josh, that just because whenever we see you over the last year and a half, we're talking about COVID-19, COVID-19 isn't the only thing the healthcare community is dealing with. Mm -hmm. Is it a struggle to make sure that all the various components of health, all the various sectors get the attention they need when there's this COVID-19 overlay seemingly on everything? Well, I'm not a parent, but I'd imagine it'd be like if you had a house full of kids and you're trying to make sure that each child gets adequate attention. And I think as a, I'm an uncle um, and I have, you know, niece and nephews. And so I have to make sure that I pay each, you know, attention. But it's the same thing with the, with the components of healthcare. You know, you have so many plates spinning. Um, you have surgical procedures. You have um, other instances that are going on, on into the ER. So you have, you know, like you said, drug overdoses. You have car wrecks. You have whatever have you. None of this stuff stops for COVID. And, Mark, you kind of highlighted a very important – we're dealing with another epidemic, and that's um, overdoses, depression, and a lot of this is tied to the pandemic. 
And so as a community, we have to start talking about mental health issues related to the pandemic. Like you said, people are tired of talking about this, and some people are not processing it as well as others. So that's why mental health is so important. Counseling is so important. Are uh, anxiety, uh, drug use, uh, are all those downstream of the element of fear in most cases? In the feeling of hopelessness. Okay. I mean, we're we're going into a pandemic now that's almost, well, we are at two years, aren't we? Yeah. And well, I mean, even I have close. to. You're close. I have to remind myself, you know, there are better days ahead. Um, but if you're already in a, in, a, in a situation where you're struggling, this only adds to it. So make sure we're checking on one another. Make sure we're, we're asking people if they're okay, if they need anything. And right now, you know, people have been a little bit more unkind than usual, I think, because they're so stressed and they're worried. But we are going into the holiday season, and that's kind of like the, the past where you, if you cut somebody off by accident, they say, God bless you and wave at you anyways because they're in the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can try to be even more kind during the season of, of Thanksgiving and Christmas and offer grace to people because we don't know what everybody's going through right now. All right, testing opportunities again one more time. Just remind us before you go. Uh, November 24th, for, uh, you can uh, go on our website, graceandhealthcenter.org, sign up, and then November the 29th, and, of course, we're still doing vaccine clinics. We got one today, 9 to 11, 1 to 3 at the county library. And the website is? graceandhealthcenter.org. Very good. That's where you can find all your information. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Good happy to see you as always. You That's Josh Horton. He's the public health director of the Grayson County Health Department. Got to get to a break. We'll come back more on the way here on In the Note. Did you know the practice of on hold music? Like when you when you call here and we put you on hold, you get to hear. Well, in this case, you would hear us uh, at this very moment. But the idea of on hold music became uh, a thing because of a faulty phone line connection. It was actually born by accident. A loose wire touching the steel frame of an office building caused it to act as a giant radio receiver, allowing callers to hear music from the radio station next door while they waited on hold. Hmm. I didn't know that. So it was the construct of a building, just because it happened to be in the same building with a radio station, faulty wire, grabbed that audio, and then put it on hold. Like and then they, and then people said, "I I like I like you what you do there." And they're like, "What do you mean? What are we doing?" I love all the different types of hold music too. Like you get some that it's like really classical. And then I was on hold somewhere. I don't even remember where it was in the past couple of weeks where it was like almost dubstep of sorts. So it was like really upbeat and just very different. These days because you sit on hold so long when you call Disney like Dis- <laughs> Disney has one of the best on hold programs ever because they've got the entire Disney catalog that they play. But even after five hours, I think a lot of people are tired of it. So no, I've never sat on the phone are, for five are you, hours. Uh, Not speaking, five speaking hours, from experience. How long? That um, one morning. Yeah, how long? Two two and a half hours back in the spring. Uh, but I was just watching television. You know, I just literally was the phone was on. I was watching. It was like I I didn't care. I wasn't sitting there with it to my ear mm-hmm. going. When are they going to pick up? Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's gotten a lot uh, a lot harder. Okay, uh, some entertainment news for you to be aware of. Nearly one thousand uh, U.S. radio stations, including ours, are only playing the Taylor's version of Taylor Swift songs. 
So, you know, um, she had her disagreement with Big Machine, and so she re- re- she didn't own her own content, so she re-recorded it, and people have embraced it and said, we're going to play your version because you own it. So I heard one yesterday, in fact. Uh, a source says Jake Gyllenhaal has no interest in the attention around Taylor Swift's All Too Well. I think this is a testament to men and women. Be careful who you date. <laughs> Just be, you know, I, I've always liked to, t- I've always, in, um, always try to tell the girls, the daughters, be particular, right? And that's good advice for young men too, but just be particular. So that's what I would say to Jake Gyllenhaal. Maybe you weren't particular enough and now you're having a 10 minute movie made about you when you dated for three months or whatever it was. I don't even think it was that long. I think it was like. Please return the scarf. Yeah. (laughs) Dionne Warwick wants you to return the scarf. Please. Uh, There are some people, and I don't know if I agree because I didn't invest 10 minutes, but some people are saying the 10-minute performance by Taylor Swift on Saturday Night Live was the worst 10 minutes in the history of the show. I skimmed through it. I I was going to spend 10 minutes watching it, but I did think it was funny at the end when they finished the song. She had a backup singer on each shoulder, and they got to the end, and they sort of looked at each other like, we did it. We made it all 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> there is nothing on. about me that would invest that, one minute. That's a that's Sorry. a long time singing, though. I mean, that takes right? a lot out of you, 10 minutes. That's a... I don't know many songs. Freebird! I mean, there, there are some, you know, 13-minute, 14-minute songs, you know, Frampton, oh, every, Sheila E., things like that. Every radio DJ knows oh, yeah. the songs that are that long. But I don't know. I don't know how many of ten minute songs that I want to hear. I mean, even Billy Joel's "Scenes from an Italian Restaurant." Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a version that's live version that's like six minutes. How long even, is November Rain? Oh, uh, it's about seven and a half mm-hmm. minutes actually. Okay. But it's that's more of an op- my... it's kind of an opus. You know, there's well, just then, a... uh, you've got what's the Doors song that's long? Um, there's one Doors song that's like eight minutes long. I think. Yeah. I don't, um, uh, the end. That's not the one I was thinking of. Oh, I've got, uh, this is going to bug me now. Well, again, I, I would not give Taylor Swift 30 seconds. So, <laughs> just saying. Well, you wouldn't give it to her, but sometimes she Riders takes on it. The storm. She, Riders on oh, the storm. Adele says long. she just never experienced dating as a grown-up until her divorce, and it's very strange. She says at every station in, in life, when she was 19, she was in the studio, and she wasn't she wasn't with anyone. But then by the time 21 came along, she was with Simon, and then the rest is. And so she said it's just very odd. But she was interviewed by John Mayer, and she said that she definitely opened to the idea of marriage again. And she actually enjoyed being married. She said she liked the protection of it. So uh, she teased another song yesterday, released it across her social channels called To Be Loved. I am hoping tonight, Easy On Me, the video, came out in the evening hours when it was midnight in the United Kingdom. So if the release date for her new album is supposed to be midnight. Is that midnight in Great Britain? Is that midnight in the, on the East Coast? Is it if it's midnight East Coast, it'll be eleven o'clock our time tonight. But if it's clocking by Great Britain, then we'll get it around seven what o'clock. If it's midnight wherever you are, would I'd, you be willing to drive ten minutes up the road to get it an hour earlier? Uh, that is the type of thing I would do just <laughs> for the purpose of doing it and think I was being sharp. Mm-hmm. But it is not something I will do. Mm-hmm. It's something I would do, but it's not something I'm going to do. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I mean, 
Well, depending on where you are, too, you can even maybe go to Big Clifty, and it'll sometimes get you. Maybe. But, you know, since they put that new tower in at Aneta, we don't we don't hit the, that eastern tower anymore, so not much. Uh, Ozark, season four, we used to, is my point. Where we live, we used to could... You know, you could suddenly think it was an hour ahead. Ozark season four trailer is out and apparently shows us where we're going in the final season of Ozark. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Not seen love Ozark. How I Met Your Father is getting a January premiere date on Hulu. Be Tuesday, January the 18th. If you like How I Met Your Father, Pink. So Pink is recovering from hip surgery. Hard to believe we're old enough for hip surgery, but I guess we are, especially when you are as acrobatic as she is. I was amazed when I saw this picture this morning because I have never seen Pink, who's not in pink mode, the lashes, the spiked hair, the the, makeup, you know, the big makeup, the, which, by the way, she's gorgeous, dressed up like that. beautiful. And, but then plain. like this, just normal, normal, average pink, like that you might see at the store, also a beautiful woman, but she doesn't look anything like pink the performer mm-hmm. i just thought it was very odd so he showed me he's like who is this i said yeah. well that's pink yeah you knew who it was well so. but i watched the documentary yeah, or you whatever understood a little bit more so there you go pink is recovering from uh, hip surgery and then uh, here's to be loved uh, as shared yesterday but get us to break we'll come back finish it up for the morning here on in the gnome MB's point to ponder for today. What holiday would you be just as happy to do without? Oh, gosh. Uh, I went Columbus Day. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if I can classify that we like, can in use, this like, realm. The obscure ones? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Does that count? Because you know. if you ever celebrated. That no, yeah, but I've exactly. also never celebrated President's Day. Um, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not willing to give. Uh, I'm not willing to give up uh, Thanksgiving. I'm not willing to give up Christmas. I'm not willing. Even for me, I mean, I celebrate Veterans Day, but it's not for me. Mm-hmm. It's for the veterans. So, but I'm not going to get rid of that. I'm not going to get rid of Memorial Day. I, if I have to give away one of the big three, I'm giving away Labor Day, Valentine's Day. Well, yeah. I was, is that a holiday? I mean, I, that's more about that's more of a holiday I mean, than if you I mean, say Easter. That feels terrible if you're uh, a Christian. It can't be Easter. No, that's right. I mean, I'll, I'll, I, to, truth be told, I'd keep Easter before I'd keep Christmas. I mean, in the in the in the rank of the order. I mean, from from a Christian perspective, Easter is more important. Than um, than the birth of Christ, but you can't have one without without the other. Um, I know it's an an, an odd um, odd thing to say, but yeah. So that leads me New Year's Day, like New New yeah. Year's. New, New I Year's think if, that if I had to give away a holiday, yeah. I'd probably do be like, that anyways. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. I mean, we can make hop. <laughs> I'm John. too old. We can make hop and John on a normal day. I can watch football. About we're anytime. not staying up that late. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> if I have to give one back. And then I know we're running late, but here's another ponderance that I had. Um. <clears throat> So Taylor gets called Anna, Anna gets called Taylor, Anna gets called Alea, Alea gets called Anna. Got it. From time to time. But I've also noticed something else about self that makes me wonder. Late at night, when Siri and Alexa are trying to fall asleep in our house, 
do they snicker to one another that they get called the other one's name? <laughs> because <laughs> I will call Siri Alexa. I did that I last night. Did. I did that last night. Yeah, no. I was I, – I use Siri especially for my calculator. So, and I'll, you know, add this, and I was sitting at my desk at home and said, you know <laughs> – A-L-E-X-A, can you, and then I was like, no, you're not it, and then I said Siri, and then that, that confuses her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you but you know, like somewhere, somewhere the two of them are in a lounge, somewhere having a smoke break, laughing, going, yep, well, they always call me you, and they always call you me. Now, are they, or are they like mortal enemies? No, I think they're friendly. No, I think they're friends. I think they're yeah. friendly. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Sam and Ralph. I think it's the sheepdog, you know, so that's what that's what I'm thinking. That's what I think. Okay. On television tonight, Music Box on HBO, an intimate exploration of Alanis Morissette and her groundbreaking 1995 album, Jagged Little Pill. It was a changer. It really changed the landscape of music because it was, uh, I mean, it even tapped into guys liked it. You know, there were guys Mm -hmm. going, oh, I feel just like Alanis Morissette. And she's got a very distinctive voice, too. She does. It's almost at times got like a yodel to it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of uh, not quite like Jewel. All right, today's highlight in history. This day, 1991, Shiite Muslim kidnappers in Lebanon freed Anglican Church envoy Terry Waite and Thomas Sutherland. The United States and Canada adopted a system of standard time zones this date in 1883. Birthdays today, Linda Evans is 79 today. Crystal Carrington. Dallas? Uh, Dynasty. Uh, Kevin Nealon is 68 today. Kim Wilde is 61. Owen Wilson is 53. Wow. Allison Felix, the U.S. Olympic track star, gold medalist, mm-hmm. 36 today. Yeah, I liked watching her during the, yeah, talking to her daughter and all that. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty powerful. Johnny Mercer was born this date in 1909. Alan Shepard, the first American in space, was born this date in 1923. Chart toppers. Let's go to 1950. Della Reese. What's that angel show she was in that Della Reese was in? Um, I know this. It's not touched by an angel. Uh, she was on one of those. Like, she was on adjacent to Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and all that stuff that I never watched. Before I got old enough that I was... Uh, before I got old enough that I watched nothing but CBS. Love Child, Diana Ross and the Supremes, number one in 1968. 1977, Debbie Boone. Touched by an angel. Touched by an angel. So it was touched by an angel. I said it, but that couldn't. I thought that can't be it. So I think this is the song that my sister Martha, I think it was Martha that did this. She would sing this song, You Light Up My Life, You Give Me Home. Not you give me hope, you give me home. Which I was like, well, close enough, right? I mean, it's not the oddest thing a person could ever say. Eddie Money, 1986, take me home tonight. Great hair. Oh yeah. Every what's funny? Every time I see Eddie Money, I think I forget. I forget how great Eddie Money was. He was in those commercials to uh, yeah, uh, uh-huh. Two Tickets to Paradise. Yeah, Geico. I think it was Geico, yeah. yeah. 
they hire everybody. He got down to their price. Uh-huh. You can tell artists gets into a certain investment uh-huh. range when suddenly. Well, I know Drake's on the the yeah. State Farm, you know all that. So yeah, yeah. Drake Drake may have problems ahead. MB's pearl of wisdom for today. By the way, Sam, tomorrow are you going to get us ready for Meet the Cougars night? We're gonna, yeah, we okay. can we right. can dive into that. There's a lot of good alumni playing. Okay, good. I'll go through. I'll, I'll go through, and I'll score all the alumni's games in mm. their prime. Like oh. I'll say, oh, three and a half stars. I'll say, like, well, one I'm just and curious. There's some stars. names that aren't playing. Like, no state attorney Arnie playing this year. Uh, I, I think, guess he was afraid that his daughter would beat him one on one. He doesn't oh. want to get shown up by Sydney. That's the wow. that's the danger. She, she, she was killing it this week. MB's pearl of wisdom for today: When you are grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. When you are grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. MB's pearl of wisdom for today: Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.